0: It's a just person. you know the Bible is a masculine book. in the day of feminism, I get a kick out of they wanting to change the pronouns. It's just a masculine book because Adam was made first, and he was given the responsibility of everything. and then women were made, and they were told to make adam she was told to basically make Adam a success. How did she do? She shouldn't have been out shopping when she should have been doing something else. What is a just man? Well, the Bible says about justification in the New Testament, it's a little bit different meaning. Two, the word just in the Old Testament as opposed to the word just in the New Testament. Well, oh, you to turn the TV on? I got something right here that may turn on. Oh, there you go. It's on. I'm used to using this anyway. I That seems strange to me to look back there. We are going to lower that too, but it's too high. I want it just over the top of your head so I can like be looking at you a little bit with my peripheral vision. See if you're sleeping on me. What is a just man? Well, I'm gonna read it from back there and you read it up here. Being justified freely, this is New Testament. The word justified in New Testament is a doctrine, by the way, doctrine of justification. It means to be um declared not guilty as if. You had never sinned. It's related to sanctification. Sanctification means to be separated away from evil, but it's a two-directional two word. Separated away from evil and separated to God. It's not just enough to separate from evil. It's not enough to separate from evil. Some people think separating from evil, they're right with God. You separate from evil and then you separate to God. You move to God away from evil. And justification and them go hand in hand. You're declared. So being justified freely, why? By his grace, obviously, from a grace you save through faith, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. It all centers around what Jesus did for us on Calvary and resurrection, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood. Propitiation means to cover To declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. And God has had a lot of forbearance with us, a lot of patience with us. To declare, I say, at this time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him. That's an interesting statement, that he might be just and the justifier of him, which believe in Jesus. So Jesus Christ, being the perfect one, died on a cross so he could justify us by grace, through faith, in his death, burial, and resurrection. Wow. The devil never saw it coming. So justification as far as the New Testament is concerned is, uh, are you okay, brother? You cold? You feel good? feel good? Okay. Is it cold in here? It's cold outside. As far as I know, it's set on 72. Nothing should have changed. It should be set on 72, both of them. So, the New Testament justification is something that is imputed to us by having faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. God imputes your justification through his blood. In the Old Testament, it has a little different meaning. It has a meaning who uh, a person that basically is a law-abiding individual that is generally speaking upright in other words he's not hurting his neighbors he's not trying to rip people off he's not trying to murder anybody he's not trying to commit immorality he's trying to do right now that's we've reviewed this in the the New Testament as self-righteous because really our righteousness Old Testament our righteousness is filthy rags when it comes to justifying our soul before God so that we can enter into heaven you try to put up your good works to God, and he's, it's laughable. It's laughable, for he that offends. It says in James two ten, if you offend the law on one point, you're guilty of all. How many times you got to steal to be a thief? How many times you got to lie to be a liar? How many times you got to murder to be a murderer? Right? Fake one offense makes you a murderer or a violator of the law, guilty of the penalty of death or separation from God for all eternity. Now, both New and Old Testament. But there was a terminology of the just man. Now, the Bible uses uh, a lawful person who wants to do right, and there is a list of them. Now, what am I looking back there for? Old dog has a hard time. Uh, Todd DeWiff told me he had a hard time with this new screen, back here. him and I both. But Chris doesn't have any problem with it. Thomas will have no problem with it. They'll have built-in habit already, right? Okay, who are some just people? we will go to give you some just people. The first one here is Noah. Noah. These are the generation of Noah. Noah was a just man. Now when the Bible says it, it's just you take it for what it is. He's a just man, perfect. It doesn't mean perfect. It does not mean without sin. It just means he was a complete, he was a dedicated individual, wholly dedicated. It was He was a complete person. And in in his generation, Noah walked with God. Just, that's what it was. And now he was rare, maybe as rare as anybody ever been, as far as being isolated goes. According to the numbers that I've been able to read, people that are smarter than I am put together, there could have been 25 billion people on Earth. Even if there were 10 billion people on Earth, he was only eight were saved. Only eight were saved. I think Romans chapter 1 describes a pre-Noaic folks, as well as some post-Noaic folks. So when you read Romans 1, read that in mind. You're reading about the pre-flood people and some post-flood people like the Mayans, Incas, Aztecs, they have just been judged and, and just pretty much disappeared. There's a few of them left, not many. But at one time, Mexico was inhabited coast to coast. They have found ruins from coast to coast, north to south. It was a massive dynasty. Massive, tremendous uh, building. Uh, they, they still do not know how they did some of what the building they did. I mean, I look at some of those ruins and go, what in the world? But eventually got to the place where God had them destroyed. Sin work that bringeth forth death. Remember, sin when it is finished bringeth forth what? Death, right? And that's what happened to them. And that's what will happen to America. If America doesn't turn back to God in in the big picture, the sin that's being cultivated and being festering in our. Society will eventually destroy America, United States of America. What an enemy could not do to us from without, sin will do to us from within, and then God will take us out because he'd have to apologize to all the other nations that he has had to judge, like you know Rome and medo Persia and Greece and Egypt and all these other countries that came up to the same place where we're going. It seems like so anyway. That's found in Genesis chapter six, verse nine, and then. We have another person in the Bible called Just, and that's Jesus, in Acts chapter three, verse fourteen. But he denied the Holy One and the Just desired a murder to be granted unto you. That's talking, of course, about the trial. They had Barabbas released, which was known for insurrection and murder, and he was a thief. Barabbas was a thief and a murderer and in insurrection. So they let him go instead of Jesus. And so he, but he was the just one. That was one of the, that's a sermon that Peter preached to him. The Bible cut them to their heart. 3,000 were saved, I believe, in that sermon. Maybe 5,000 in the next one he preached. He had a lot of people saved early on. It was ripe. It was ripe after the crucifixion of Christ. And after he had done so much good, him to be crucified like that. And so they preached. So who is a just person? John the Baptist was considered just. Mark 6:20. For Herod feared John, knowing that he was a just man. He was a lawful, law-abiding, law abiding law-upholding man, and and he was holy and observed. And he observed him, and when he heard him, he did he did many things and heard him gladly. Um, of course, Herod was a debauched individual, and when his uh, wife's daughter danced before him, pleased him. That dance wasn't just any old dance. Uh they were holding somewhat of an orgy thing. And she pleased him and said, I'll give you he was drunk. And so he said, I'll give you up to half my kingdom, I think he said something like that. And for his own sake, she said, Give me the head of John the Baptist. And for his own sake and his own pride's sake, he did it. And God let it happen to John. uh, uh Joseph was another one that was considered just then Joseph, her uh, by this way, this is Mary's, it's not Joseph of Egypt. This is uh, Mary's uh, husband. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, he found out she was pregnant and they hadn't come together yet. They were legally married, by the way. Jewish law, they would marry. We call it engagement, Timmy. It would be like an engagement. We get engaged here, well, the Jew would go down to the courthouse with these, and say, do you say, when you get engaged with a girl, even now, do you, you say, do you want to marry me? And she said, yes, I want to marry you. Okay, so you both agree. You go buy a diamond, you give her a diamond, or a zircon, you know, don't tell her it's a diamond, but it's a zircon, 20 bucks, but they're better looking. Uh, you buy her a zircon, you give her the zircon, and you say, do you love me? This is a token of the fact that we're going to get married. Well, the Jew wouldn't do that. It's Gentile. The Jew goes down, and they have, a, they have an official document that they're married. Like if we have a marriage license. But they don't consummate it. And until you consummate a marriage, you're not actually married in God's eyes. Legally does not marry you. Consummation marries you with legal, combined. And so, because what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. Consummation does something supernatural. The two become one flesh. So, once you do that, you can't undo that. You can't, but Joseph had not done that. So he was a just man. He, he was a law-abiding man. He wasn't a mean individual. He didn't want to destroy Mary for stepping out on him during this whatever period it was. Sometimes it would be a year before the guy would come back and take his bride and and bring her to the house, you know, and, and eventually that, then eventually that would consummate the marriage. And so he was a just man, not willing to make her a public. How do you like the spelling of public? That's good. That's the way I spell. Public example was minded to put her away privily. By the way, that's Bible. They're public. And it put her away privily. And so he was going to just quietly put her away. The word put away means divorce. So the only approved divorce in the New Testament was this kind of divorce. Before consummation, once you consummated, no approval for divorce. Well, God has joined together. Let no man put asunder, period. That's the way it is. And so you can argue with that anyway any way you like. And I don't care who teaches otherwise. But who is a just person? So a just person, well it's Cornelius was a just person. And they said in Acts chapter 10 verse 22, Cornelius the centurion which, you know the Jews weren't real real hip on uh, even being around these people. They, they had certain separation laws, sectarian laws that they would stay away from the Gentiles. Uh, especially a guy like Cornelius which was a Roman soldier which was helping holding them in prison. And, and uh and oppressing them as a country at that time, he was a just man. That's what the Bible says. The one that feareth God and a good report among all the nation of Jews, as warned from God by an holy angel, to send for the this. He sent for Peter and to hear the words of the gospel. Peter was given the keys of the kingdom. He was the one that first preached the first sermon, people got saved in Jerusalem. He preached in Samaria, people got saved. He preached to the Gentiles and Cornelius here that people got saved. He opened it to the Jews, as half-Jews, and to all the Gentiles. He opened the gospel. And what he opened was open. And Jesus I'm giving you the keys to open this up. And, of course, Peter did exactly what God wanted him to do on that. And once he opened it, it was open. So, who again, asking who is a just man? Lot was considered a just man. Strain. Now, these are, I'm just kind of giving examples of people who were considered, you know, just that you may not consider them that way. And the Bible says, and deliver a just lot, vexed. The word vexed there is a the word, torment, the same word, tormented in hell, same word, vexed with a filthy conversation of the wicked. Can you stand to watch world news tonight? I can't hardly stand to watch. Any, I can hardly stand to watch Fox News. But World News tonight? Are you kidding me? ABC, NBC, MSNBC, all that other stuff. It's so wicked. All they do is dredge up wicked, vile things. That this did this and that. Does, that. does that not torment you? Well, if you're a just person, it should torment you. When you hear of evil, it should torment you. It should vex your soul. To hear those things, it bothers you. You don't just, that's one of the reasons I don't watch, I don't watch the news uh, that way. I, I pick and choose news you know, that I can watch and I feel like I can be informed on, but I don't just blanketly sit down and watch the whole thing. They'll just, even local news. The other day I thought, well, I'm going to try local news. I didn't watch local news forever. I, I flipped on the local news and I started with this stuff and I thought, well, I said that. Even the local, local news when I was a kid wasn't that way. You know, it was like so-and-so graduated from high school with high honors, and so-and-so did. It was such much, so much simpler and purer, it seemed like, years ago. Not that people were all that much better. It just wasn't proliferated. And so, uh, just people, seven seven characteristics of just people real quickly. Number one, just people live by faith. Fatih. That's a new word. Oh. Just people will make mistakes. I can't believe that. Somebody must have got in there and ruined that word their Faith. Romans 1.17. You can't believe I went over that thing three times looking for spelling errors and stuff. Hmm. The just shall live by faith in Romans 1.17. In Galatians 3.11, the just shall live by faith. Spell it right that time. Uh, in Hebrews 10 uh, 38, the just shall live by faith. In Habakkuk Spell that right. The just shall live by faith. So, how do the just live? We know four times in the Bible, if you're a just person, you're going to live by faith. And what does that mean? You're not living by sight. You're not living by sight. You're living by faith. You're trusting God to be true, and every man a liar. You're going to believe him. Whether it looks good, whether it don't look good. What it looks like you're winning, looks like you're losing. You're just going to trust God. And of course, the whole idea of testing as a Christian's life is so that you'll trust God. He has to sometimes take all the things you lean on for support away from you so that you'll trust God. You get your diagnosis at the doctor, that's so that you trust God. You get an automobile accident, that's so that you trust God. You have a financial reversal, you lose everything, that's so that you trust God and don't trust the supports that want to make you not trust God and somehow feel feel independent of God or, or being able to function without God. That's why the Bible says it's hard for rich men to enter the kingdom of heaven, because riches tend to take away the fear from this life. If you've got hundred million dollars in the bank and it's spread all over and it's making a hundred, it's making a hundred million, probably making ten million a year. If you're making ten million in your interest, you're not worried about much. Bothering you, you're not worried about food. You're not worried about shortages of clothes. You're not worried about making your rent payment. You're not worried about your car payment. You're not worried about any of this stuff. You're just like, "Ooh, you got this like." But isn't that really a false security? Because you can have the big one, boom. You can have a stroke, boom. One little capillary in your cerebral cortex breaks, you're gone. Then shall those things then. Shall who shall those things be that you have? So trust God. There are rich people that do trust God. I know them, I've met them, we've had them here at the gospel, and that's good, but it's not easy. It's not easy. Uh just people care about the lost. It says the bloodthirsty hate the upright, but the just seek his soul. And there's so much to be said about this. Uh if you have little or no concern about the welfare of the lost, you cannot be right with God. I want you to get this. This is after long and serious meditation on this. If you don't care about the lost, you can't be right with God. It don't make any difference how sanctimonious you may, you may be. I don't know how to spell that, but I can say it. I don't care how conservative you dress if you aren't spending time to reach the lost in some way or another, spending time to reach the lost for Christ, you are not where God wants you to be. I don't care if you never leave your house, you've sold your TV, you burnt your radio, shredded your shorts, buried your bikinis. If you don't have compassion for the lost around you, you're not where God wants you to be and you're not doing what a just man does. And a just man care about the loss around them. In lots of different ways, they care about the loss around them. Thirdly, just, just people, and that's just for the pronoun folks, just people apply truth to their lives. They apply it to their lives. Um, if you apply truth to your life, it says here, it is joy to the just to do judgment but destruction should be the workers of iniquity. You want to read that up there? If you do judgment, that means you're not, you're not a cynic. If you do judgment, you're not a critic. If you do judgment, you're not a hypocrite. Judgment doesn't mean judgmental. Judgment means right and wrong. What did Solomon pray when he said, ask me anything? Give me wisdom that I may be able to... First of all, he said, I don't know how to come out or go in. How in the world am I going to judge this great people you've given me? He says, "I want to know the difference between good and evil." He want that's a judgment. That's what the Bible means by judgment. There's no difference between good and evil. Uh, you you want to be able to you want to be able to do the different because evil is deceptive. There's a lot of people tonight out there doing evil that think they're doing good. There there's a lot of people out there thinking that they're they're just really man. They're just doing, they're you know they're just tremendous before God. I I mean them. If you die, you where do you go? I go to heaven. Why? Because I've done a lot of good things. That's what they'll say. Fourth, he walks in his integrity. Call yourself a just man all you want, but if you live in dishonesty and slip around the edges of the law and look for loopholes, you're hurting yourself. People who are upright do not want to harm anyone. They don't want to make folks and push folks to do anything wrong because they have integrity. We have a, I believe it's a list of recommended contractors and doctors and different things and we believe those people have integrity. Now we may be wrong, remember I read a little caveat at the front of that you need to always read. Things change. But from what we know, those people we recommend have integrity. And you want to hire people with integrity. The just man walks in and his integrity. His children are blessed after him. So the fifth thing is just people hate, they hate, for he hates the way of the wicked. The unjust man is an abomination to the just. I have in my notes. I used to lay floor covering and get into people's homes. Sometimes they'd come in and want me to do a teenager's bedroom. And it was always interesting to me to get in. You get into somebody's home and they say, okay, this room here where my teenager is, you carpet this, and you got to take the bed apart. you got to take the chest of drawers apart. You'd move everything out of the room, tear the old carpet out, old pad out, put new pad in, put new carpet in, stretch it in, put everything back. What would be amazing, what I learned so much by going to those teenagers' rooms is what was on the wall. I could tell those people whether their kids were in trouble by what was on the wall. It didn't seem that they could figure it out. By going to these these teenage boys' rooms and they had Farah Fawcett on the ceiling with that bathing suit picture she took, it was so famous. Of course, none of you have seen that. But Farrah Fawcett's ancient history, but anyways, at that time on Land carpet, she was the newest, the latest, greatest, and so they had, I told the girl, I said, do you think it's healthy for your teenage, 14-year-old boy to be sitting there looking at Farrah Fawcett every night? I said, oh, by the way, here's some magazines we found under his bed. Oh, her face turned red. Oh, her face turned red. as she ran out the room with those magazines. Oh, get him, brother. And then they'd have Michelle Jackson, Michael Jackson's picture on the wall. I don't know whether he was a he, she, or it. I don't think he knew. And and, and I say, you can't be real healthy, but you can tell who you are by who your heroes are. That's just common sense. Who's your hero, Michael Jordan? He's no angel. I'm trying to think of you old people. Some basketball player, uh, uh, Wilt Chamberlain. There you go. There you go. I got back with you. Wilt Chamberlain was a immoral, prolifically immoral, prolific. I saw him on an interview. Prolific, hundreds of women he had had relations with. Hundreds. Those athletic stars. Are prolifically immoral. Those are not to be your heroes. If you're a just person, you hate the way of the wicked. You don't necessarily hate the individual because you know they're a sinner doing what sinners do. But you hate what they do. You hate the sin they do. You hate the vileness and wickedness that they do. That's, that's symptoms of adjustment. This is right out of the Bible. By the way, I did a whole Bible study from one end to the other to get these things for you. Uh, a, a just person is teachable. I like give instruction to a wise man, and he will yet be wiser. Well, you can tell somebody that's wise if you give them instruction and they resent it. They're not wise. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. If a person is wise, really wise, and you correct them, they'll say, Thank you, I needed that. They won't get all, I can't believe you, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah, no, because that's all pride, see? I've been corrected a lot. And when people correct me, I look okay. I want to be better on that. I'm not, I'm perfect on that. Sometimes it, sometimes it ticks me off. But that's the pride in me. And I think, well, no, that's not the way to react to that. How are you ever going to get better? How are you going to get better if you don't react to correction? If you're a just person, you're teachable. Uh, you also, lastly, uh, you will be recompensed. If you're a just person, you're going to have a special recompense. And thou shalt be blessed, for they cannot recompense thee, for thou shalt be recompensed at the resurrection of the just. It's going to be a special resurrection of the just for you and for me that rely, now, not in our personal righteousness, okay? We're relying in the righteousness given to us by Christ. But there is a group of people, now, there was a group of people all through the Old Testament that overall wanted to do right And were teachable and loved God and feared God. With the knowledge they had, they used it. With an understanding they had of God, they agreed with it and went with it. Called just people. And so let me give you a quick review. Number one, a just person lives by faith. Number two, cares about soul. Number three, applies truth to his life. Number four, walks in his integrity. Number five, hates the ways of evil. Number six, is teachable. And number seven, will be. Recompensed, and I believe I have one more verse here. Are you one of the just? Examine yourselves whether you be in the faith, prove your own selves. Know you not your own selves how that Jesus Christ is in you, except you be reprobates? I believe the Bible is healthy to look at you. People come to me sometimes and they're examining themselves and they're upset about what they see. That's not bad. That's not bad. It's good. Examine yourself is good if it'll stir you up to be better. Stir you up to look deeper. Stir you up to 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 be more what God wants you to be. And and to examine yourself not to go around constantly constantly worried about, you know, like not accepting the promises of God that